Now I believe we are recording. Okay, so let me uh, wait for the coffee to stop going and then we'll get the thing going. But I was reading a little bit of behind the scenes on uh, the Oppenheimer uh, creation and whatnot. Fascinating, super fascinating. I'll probably repeat this a little bit later once we start the review, but uh, Christopher Nolan was gifted the Oppenheimer's, uh, what this movie is based off of from Robert Pattinson at the end of uh, the wrapping up of Tenet. Uh, Robert Pattinson apparently gave him the American Prometheus book, which this movie is based off of, which I found super fascinating. I don't know why no one's really talked about that. The, the inception of Oppenheimer came from Robert Pattinson. So let me see, let me see, let me see. How's it going, everyone? How's it going? We're waiting a little bit, about a minute or two for the coffee pot to stop making so much noise and we'll begin the review. Hope everyone is doing all right. I'm not sure if the uh, chat shows up on here, so I might have to get my iPad or something to be able to see it. Oh, it is currently 8-11, Wednesday, July 26th. Not too bad of weather happening right now, you know, um, still waking up on my second or third cup of coffee already did a little bit of yard work this morning so feeling productive hope everyone is doing all right wherever you're tuning in from currently waiting for the coffee to stop making noise and uh, the coffee pot to stop making noise and we'll um, begin the review we are currently streaming on twitch and we have yeah there's the there's the chat how's it going chat how's it going chat and uh, we are recording for YouTube as well. All the links available on lookatallpodcast.com, of course. Any minute now, the stupid coffee. I'm not even sure if y'all can hear the coffee pot. So I know the Yeti mic is not going to catch it, but I'm not really sure. Well, the Twitch. All right, so this is going to be some strong coffee. I thought I put a lot more water in there. Anyways, yeah, I was uh, reading a little bit of the uh, uh, behind the scenes on how Christopher Nolan came uh, upon this idea to do the Oppenheimer, um, the Oppenheimer movie. So, um, hey everybody, welcome back to the Look It Out podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. We're going to start this review a little bit of... Uh, after cast and then we're going to feed into the barbenheimer review and uh, all of that jazz um i know i feel like i'm on the the back nine of the oppenheimer review um goodness but i was looking at our streaming numbers and they were looking a little low so i was like i think the people need to hear what i have to say i mean all like three people all 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 of our loyal listeners, <laughs> um, I'm just messing, um, downplaying it. But I was looking at our uh, uh, insights on the last month, and they were looking a little bit low. So I was like, we need to drop an aftercast. We need to drop reviews. We need to drop all the stuff like it's hot. And to be honest, I have been consuming a ton of media recently. I went and saw the uh, Barbie. I went and saw the Oppenheimer. I've seen all these different uh random apple tv shows i've been trying to catch up on the hijacking i've been trying to catch up on the uh with the idris elba uh caught up on halfway through shrinking i caught up on silo a lot of good content to um you know to cover out there but overall i i would recommend the majority of it um so what are we talking about uh, at the beginning of this aftercast? Um, mostly, I was pretty fascinated about the Barbenheimer um, of it all. I know TikTok kind of went off with it, and they were very, I'd say, pretty positive about it. Um, uh, 
the the fact is these are like two episodes two polar opposite sides of the spectrum of theatrical movie going but in a way they kind of fit like yin and yang and on the same spectrum we have these um star-driven vehicles of original properties Oppenheimer sitting at around 100 million as a budget and um led by Christopher Nolan big auteur um you know Dark Knight Memento Prestige so many different movies um, he has a big name behind him and uh, a large following. A um, little bit rocky of the last uh, last ten years, but um, following up with Barbie, who has uh, the Margot Robbie star of it all. She is like she's a superstar. Um, within the last, I think it was ten years. I think Wolf of Wall Street came out um, twenty thirteen. At this point super just she's gone to the top i mean you've seen her uh hone like the screen from day one is is my thing and she whether she's using her you know sexuality obviously because she's one of the most attractive uh actors we have working to date but on top of it she can act like a mug like i mean she she lays it down she I think it was was it Babel was that was Babel the or ba Babylon sorry Babel Babylon she is she plays Nellie Leroy she owns that movie and multiple times she's having to break down I've I think the only movie I haven't seen her in is I Tanya I just haven't seen that movie but um I think she owns Babylon and I gotta say the Google ratings on these movies are all whack. There's Babylon has a two point something. Barbie has a, I think it had like a three point, three point oh, Oppenheimer. What is this on Google? Sorry, I'm just a little tangent. I'm pretty sure Oppenheimer had like a, a three point eight. I was like, what are these movie reviews? My God, pair three point seven on Google. Like they don't don't use Google for reviews on that. Anyways, um, I digress. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So the um, yeah, they have star driven vehicles. We have um, Ryan Gosling as well. And then uh, led by uh, helmed by uh, Greta Gerwig from more indie indie style films such as um, Lady Bird and stuff like that. Um, stuff like that in in amazing films like that uh little women as well i didn't see little women but uh, i've heard good things about it and um i've liked her style mostly mostly de uh deriving from the ladybird stuff but um let's keep it you know loose on the aftercast of what we're what we're discussing right now we're not going to go into the reviews yet um but yeah, they were super big openings when I was at uh, when I was at both of them. Everyone was dressing up. I'd say it's hard not to see the the Barbies all dressed up because they are you know popping with uh, the bright pink color. Um, which I actually found out that I think Mattel actually owns that color. I don't have the specific color in front of me, but they like copyrighted it or something like that. Um, but the Barbie movie, it, it's it's really been eye-opening from you know multiple levels um obviously Oppenheimer I think you you kind of have to dissect them in two different ways but the reasoning like I said that they kind of went together and the most odd pairing was because of the directors the star-driven vehicles the fact that you know dressing up for Barbie was kind of a thing, you know, putting on pink is, it's kind kind of to be weird and different is very much of this generation's bread and butter, in my opinion. Um, TikTok, I think, has kind of, in social media in, in general, has caused people to um, start just embracing their weirdness. I mean, you can even go on Twitch and people are all, tons of people are acting a fool. I mean, I'm, not trying to diss anyone on Twitch, but uh, you know, you see some wild stuff on there. Um, you 
literally see like somebody cooking or sleeping's not weird on there at this point but um you know what i'm saying like people get you know on the non-gaming side on twitch can get a little weird and uh, and a lot of streaming sites but um but with saying that i think people wanted a reason to go do these types of event type films or go to these type they've turned the movies into an event which I don't think has been previously done. I mean, for quite a while now, I think this is opening has really shown that the, um, you know, that people want to go to these big tent pole event um, movies. Let me see. Barbie is made two days ago. The Guardian says Barbie has made three hundred and fifty-six million, while Christopher Nolan's took home a uh, hundred and eighty million, making Barbenheimer the biggest box office weekend of the year. Which, um, and also credits Greta Gerwig to having uh, making history as Barbie as biggest. Uh, opening weekend for film directed by a woman, which is amazing. I'm totally um, psyched for that. Um, the The thing is, this is lightning in a bottle. This is two different studios that are clearly benefiting off each other. The best way I can think about it is going down to you know main street or your favorite place let's just say it's a couple of bars generally when you go down to you know the bars quote unquote the bars or go to the club or you go shopping you, you want to go have options and so whether you're doing all of these things normally having multiples of them generally help generally benefit and so this is one of those cases where two big tent pole event things were happening at the same time you know why not go enjoy both um and obviously now the the there's not really backlash to either one of these movies to my knowledge um but obviously there's bullshit that that comes out to all of them um but yeah i did enjoy both of the movies i you know talking in a non-spoiler sense so um Anything else we want to talk about in the aftercast before we get into the reviews? Uh, this Google page is going all sparkly for me every time I type in the Barbie review. Clearly, the the uh, what's it called? The guerrilla marketing and the marketing in general for Barbie has just been through the roof. On top of uh, the SAG and writers' strike. Um, Apparently, so so the actors striking and the writers striking hasn't happened since like the 60s or something like that. And so this is an incredibly big deal. Tons of movies are getting pushed back months, many months. And I heard word through the street that, or actually word through the street, uh, film cast that there's good reasoning for the studio to do it, not exactly for the actors to have to go through this longer. I know that the studios have, um, or there's financial reasoning why they would want to push back movies such as Aquaman, Dune 2, um, all these other uh, types of uh, properties that were supposed to come out, that new Zendaya movies. Uh, let me see, movies pushed back so yeah um list of delays looks like deadpool 3 pushed back to next year in may captain america brave new world delayed till next year july into july transformers 1 moved to next uh september 24 of 24 thunderbolts delayed not till this december but next december blade is that movie ever going to come out um delayed for till february 14th of 2025 oh my lord 
and uh, Fantastic Four. Okay, delayed May second, twenty twenty-five. Has that? I didn't realize that had been announced. May second of twenty twenty-five. Has I don't think Fantastic Four has been um, casted yet, so. They got a lot of work to do on that one. Anyways, I, I hope that they can resolve this actor strike, writer strike, all the strikes. It's it just seems I it's hard to even quantify it at this point if you know producers and high level execs are making multi-million dollars a year and they're not on boots on the ground and they're not when i mean boots on the ground they're not actually making the 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 film decisions the tv decisions they're they're more or less up you know just raking in the checks i mean i think it's a no-brainer that they need to have some of that trimmed to given to be given you know proper salaries to um, uh, the, the individuals that are striking, whether it's actors or writers, it seems like a no brainer because they've been profit profiting off the backs of both of them for, you know, I probably 20, 30 years. I mean, we know execs that have been in, uh, upper levels of these studios for at least that long. I mean, I'm, I, I don't think anything bad of Kathleen Kennedy at this point because She's had so much good good on her back, so I'm not like trying to point fingers or anything like her. She's not one of the quote unquote ones that I think that should probably be reevaluated. She's she's helmed a lot, but maybe she shouldn't be have that much, um, you know, that much power. Now, like I said, I don't have enough information to even figure out or to relay who or who not who is not quote unquote, a studio problem. Um, yeah, and that's, that's about all I can say about that. I want the strike to end, but I'm hearing through the grapevine, it can honestly happen through the end of the year. And with that article, I think it was a variety article that came out and said, one of the studio execs wanted to um, basically, quote unquote, smoke out the, uh, the, the actors from their um, from their homes. It was some kind of heinous shit. They were saying, you know, we are going to keep, everyone's going to keep their foot down, and there's not going to be a compromise made for the time being because we have the money to do it and we have the means to do it. Versus, you know, uh, the underdogs who are the writers and underpaid actors alike. And so, if they're not allowed to the reasoning a lot of these studios were pushed back in the first place was because of um, the, the studios are making these decisions, obviously, but um, obviously the actors cannot, there's a lot of like stipulations about the strike where they can't promote any of their work, which again, I think fed into the Barbenheimer of it all because all of that inf all of that has already been resolved or all of that was already marketed and had already started and basically it had, had their campaign completed before these strikes had really started. And so um, I am a little bit deli uh, delayed i'm a little bit um I'm, I'm, I'm realizing i'm a little bit more tired this morning than I, uh, I had realized um the i'm a little bit um. Let me, let me formulate this concerned, I guess, because of the slate coming down the pipe for next uh, for the fall and for the winter and all of these movies being pushed back. It might be OK for the, you know, the calendar year so that we actually have some uh, time in between some of these major blockbusters, but I'm not seeing a lot happening. And on top of the streamers, the streamers seem to be collapsing into one 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 another. I'm losing track of 
I'm, I'm starting to lose track of what shows are on what streams and what streams are even named what. Two years ago, it used to be HBO, was it HBO Max? Three years ago, it might have been HBO Go. I don't know. But now I'm seeing HBO shows. I saw HBO Insecure, I believe, on, um, I think it's on Netflix. And so I'm glad that it's getting that exposure. But the thing is, I can't re- I can't tell anybody where all these shows are now because it'll be on there for a month. It feels like it'll be on there for a week and then it won't be. I mean, HBO seems to have like, we'll, they'll take it off on any random Monday versus like what it seems is Netflix at least has the rights to these uh, movies and shows that they're uh, that these other companies are leasing out to them, I guess, like friend, they, I think they were having friends for a while leased out to them for like $100 million a year or something like that. So what I believe this means is that Netflix is paying a lump sum to, let's just say, HBO so that insecure can be on Netflix and they it pays HBO to have them. Um, which is so fascinating, which just means that the the money coming in from these streamers is not substantial enough. Like what I what I heard is that Netflix is getting rid of their lowest uh, ad tier. Um, and the interesting thing about it is. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the information about it. So yeah the the pricing plans that netflix gives that are with ads make them more money than the plans with that have like no ads so i think they're going to start pushing into shows having more types of ad breaks or there might even be an unfortunate way that they're going to start advertising to premium members. I'm not really sure, but I think the ad money might be too great for them to resist. Um, yeah, so starting now is standard with ads is $6.99 a month. And that's that's in the U.S. I'm sure it's completely different with, uh, you know, different uh, plans, but you know, this is kind of the same thing that Disney Plus had, but they didn't have ads with their, to, to my knowledge, I don't think they had ads on Disney Plus. So I, I did find that interesting that they are making way more money or a substantial amount more money with the ads than not with ads. You can look at their, uh, their stock value has gone up almost, uh, it's gone over 17%, which is uh, $60 within the last six months. And that's just because they changed it, which is, and it's almost almost 50% up for the year. And that's, in my opinion, because they have integrated this new ad tier system. I, what I find honestly fascinating is that they kind of tried to go into this other market of like, video games and arcade games and it seems that that hasn't even worked for them so continuing on before we go into the barbenheimer of it all let's see Ta-ta. did find it fascinating like the majority of um what's it called uh sex education the uh, the show on Netflix was in Barbie. I thought that was that was pretty funny. Um, I have not. I don't like to watch uh, trailers and stuff like that because I I feel like I can piece the movie in my head. I'm like, oh, that's the beginning. Oh, that's the end. Oh, this is the love scene. Yeah. I and then when I go and watch it, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm just looking for all of that. Um, so. With saying that, I've only listened to the the Timothy Chalamet 2023 Wonka movie uh, commercial. Is that still, which is supposed to be a, a musical as well. Um, that's still slated on here for December 15th, 
with a budget of 125 million. It's crazy. It's more than Oppenheimer was. Um, the only thing at all that gets me excited about this, I, I listened to and um, through a podcast and just heard Timothy Chalamet on it. And I like Timothy Chalamet. Don't let don't let me don't get that twisted. I like him in certain parts. I do not think this movie is going to do well at all. It's slated for December 15th, which is they're trying to have like that Christmas time you feel. But I, Jeremy Allen White just just looks like him so much more that I cannot, <laughs> I cannot even um, think straight. You know, like I, I, I'm like, how did you get Timothy Chalamet? Like I, I heard that he got this part as Wonka from a video that was released of him dancing or something like that. So maybe maybe Wonka's got the moves. Maybe Chalamet, Timmy's got the moves, and. I like Timothy Chalamet in Dune. I like him in, um, was he in the movie Eighth Grade or something like that? I can't remember, but I like him in, in the majority of stuff he's in. I am really worried about this one. I actually have not seen him in Call Me By Your Name. I, I, I was going to watch that, but then didn't Army Hammer come out as a cannibal or something like that? Oh, Lord. Anyways. What else? What else? Continuing with this aftercast. Um, hello, everyone in the chat. Sorry, I forget to look at the the chat sometimes because of the uh, multiple cameras and screens and all that shit's going on. It's a lot, a lot going on. But I hope everyone has been doing well. Had a solid weekend. What did What did I do this weekend? I, didn't really get into too much. I was, it's one of those things where you get invited places and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll go. And then you're just like, I just really don't want to go. I, I'd really kind of want to kick it. Um, I've been working on a um, patio in the back and then like a rock front on the front of the house because uh, some tips for new homeowners and new property owners would be kind of surrounding your house or property in my opinion with like uh like a weed cloth and then putting some nice rock border on top of it the rock border helps deter in my opinion the the grass coming up to the house which if you have a bunch of greenery and grass coming up to the house it feels like it causes more bugs so uh, I felt like the best way I'm in North Carolina as well. If you can't, you can't hear my Southern ass accent. I've, I feel like my accent's gotten really bad recently. Um, so I've been wanting to fight the bugs and fight the power of the bugs. And, you know, every morning I'm almost out there just spraying the, uh, around the house to make sure it's all good. But, um, you know, because the weather is so hot, it, it makes these bugs try to deter in your shit and try to get in your, crevices and whatnot and I, I was just like I can't deal with this I, I I can't live like this and so eventually got the rocks and um, you know have spring had like a rock border around the house and so that's what I've been working on and I finally got it finished this weekend it's taken about a month maybe a little bit over a month because I was doing several wheelbarrows of these rocks. I mean, I brought like, I got like four tons of rocks. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not kidding. So um, I, I got these rocks and I was doing wheelbarrows of it. And um, I feel like I pulled something one of those weeks in my, in my, my abdominal or something like that when I was moving the rock. So I had to take some time off and it's, it's been like a hundred and like 10 degrees. It hasn't been that high. It's not like Arizona. Arizona has actually been like 115 degrees um, here. It's like a humid 92 and it's been a very hot, wet, humid summer and every single weekend. It seems like it just rains for at least an hour, which is not normally so bad, but it can be annoying as hell if you have like outdoor plans or something like that. I think there was like a statistic at the beginning of summer that it had rained 
anywhere from like 95% of the weekends with the exception of like two or three weekends of this entire year. I, I don't know, we're in some sort of crazy like solstice or something like that or weather pattern that is causing it to rain every single weekend. And I, I'm sure some places like I'm pretty sure London has that type of weather. It's very you know cloudy and stuff like that, but it is just the most annoying shit to have to deal with. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I've been having to work around that and finally, and finally got it done. So that's, that's the whole thing. I, um, um, would recommend it. And we took, it took me a little bit longer to do it because I didn't pay anybody to get out there and shovel the rocks for me and kind of disperse them around the house. Um, but I gotta say that totally worth it. I think it, uh, transforms the outside of the house. So I digress once again, anything else before we get into the Barbenheimer of it all? Um, let me see how we're going to do this. We'll probably have to break this one up and uh, Barbenheimer. Hey everyone, whether you're watching live or whether you're watching on the uh, VOD, thank you for chiming in coming in the uh chat room and uh hanging out with us this is the lucky doll podcast this is your host Lash roush a little soft opening we got right now oh you're probably going to hear about two different energy levels on this podcast ironically we are doing two podcasts split down the middle sort of reviewed we're doing an aftercast part one, part two, aftercast 36, where we discuss things that have happened in between all the movie reviews and all the movie news. A uh, lot of movie news that has happened in between just like the last week. Now we are going on two weeks of the release of Barbie and Oppenheimer and the Barbenheimer of it all. And I think everyone's kind of on their last leg of it. So I wanted to get my two cents of it, especially the Barbie review before it becomes uh, quickly irrelevant and people are done talking about it. I have got something to say. You know, do, do I have some hot takes about Barbie? Are they hot takes? I don't know if they're exactly hard hot takes, but um, I do think we have a pretty decent dissection of the Barbie movie coming up as well as um of course the things we're going to discuss in the aftercast 36 part two so for anyone that's listening on the vod or on uh, the podcast you are listening to this all in one cast so you're just like all right well let's get on with the news what what else has happened in the news well um a couple big deaths unfortunately in the news uh there was a release on earlier on Monday, I believe, the end of July, July 31st. It's around Monday morning, I found out Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens died. I, um, I kind of grew up a little bit on some Pee Wee Herman's, Pee Wee's Playhouse. I, I know my mom was a big, uh, she was very influenced by the art style that was um, of the Pee Wee Playhouse set, the, the TV show, the movies, all of that craziness. And um, I remember growing up watching a lot of the, the, the more memorable episodes, even Lawrence Fishburne showing up on there. A lot, of, a lot of famous people, I think, showed up on there as well, if I remember correctly. But um, Paul Rubens will be missed. I know there was uh, some controversy regarding him as well, so that, you know, kind of do your own research about that. But don't want to get too much in the weeds about that but um yeah it's uh it's unfortunate because he it, it, you know it seemed that he was starting to kind of make a small resurgence with a couple of bigger um bigger names uh let me see paul rubens i should have had this up um i want to say that i saw him recently in a television show and i know that he did not want uh, let me see. Wow, he has a big uh, filmography. This is going to take a second. Uh, yeah, Portlandia, 30 Rock, some more stuff that was 
more recent um, Netflix's original film, uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, he had um, a cancer diagnosis that was undisclosed to the public. So, you know, very, very much will be missed to kind of thought that he was going to have more of a resurgence come like coming back because, you know, 70, you know, uh, for men, it's a, it's a make or break kind of thing, you know, it's uh, uh, once you hit late 60s, early 70s, you really find out if uh, you took care of yourself or not, it feels like because uh, I believe 73 is about the average age for most male adults in uh, the United States. So, um, yeah, Paul will definitely be missed. Other big deaths that have happened in between part one and part two of Aftercast 36 are Angus Cloud. This one, this one hurt. I've, I believe I podcasted about Angus Cloud on, you know, the Euphoria podcast, if I, if I can remember correctly. I know I didn't do a season two, mostly because it was, it was damn good. I mean, there wasn't anything to say about it. And he was one of the, the more formative aspects about it. It uh, hasn't been disclosed how, you know, how it's happened, but I, it was talked about that, um, that Angus Clout was having difficulties with the loss, the sudden loss of his father. And that has um, popped up around reasoning around why this has probably happened. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, he was a damn good talent and it was, it was too soon. I knew I was one of many that wanted him to play Mac Miller in a Mac Miller uh, documentary, but um, I, I saw somewhere that he did, he did not want to depict Mac Miller in um, a documentary or anything like that. So um, maybe it was kind of respect to it. And then the fact that he's just so young and in, in his um, in his own right is as a lot to handle. Um, and of course, all of these euphoria actors are coming out and giving him, uh, you know, praise and giving him love and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to talk about, to be honest. I uh, just, him so young, 25, 25, that is, uh, 25 feels like 10 years ago to me, but it feels like yesterday at the same time. It's kind of a weird feeling, but so much has happened in the last four four years for me. Yeah, it, it, that was a lot. Um, just kind of relating it and, and age. I'm like, there's within the last four years, I feel like I've become a different person. He he definitely probably would have evolved to become a different person as well, or you know, like a. Like many people, you aren't the same person you were yesterday or the year before or the, you know, long time ago. It's, um, it's really sad that he was struggling like this. So Angus Cloud, he will be missed. In other news, what else? I'm seeing a lot of talk about individuals, uh, actors, people in SAG and not in SAG, people on YouTube, people, you know, reviewers of all different kinds uh, confused about whether or not they should be reviewing and promoting podcasts and whatnot. My, you know, take on it right now is that apparently podcasts are okay. I'm not employed by the studios. No, nobody that is technically employed by the studios should really feel guilt, I guess, about going on, um, on the promotional tour of uh, the promotional tour of, of, uh, of the uh, what do you call it to, to be on a, a podcast instead of promotion to be on a, a podcast um, and to, reviewing a movie is some could say it's promoting it in some way but uh, inherently it's it's critiquing the the pros and the cons of it and you know that's what we do with ours I I really do think that we try to have a fair review with uh, all of our movies even you know ones that we try to not have a super preconceived notion going into as well. Um, so yeah, those are some big headlines 
coming out the gate. Oh yeah, what else is there? Like UFOs or something that are being, uh, or UPAs or UFOs? What is it called now? Like UFOs are not UFOs anymore. Let me let me let me check. Do we have aliens yet? I, I haven't really checked this. Hmm. Sipping on a surge this evening. Surge it up. So uh, I don't think anyone has brought anything like uh, substantial to uh, this UFO hearing or whatever. It is kind of ironic that like Secret Invasion is happening concurrently on Disney Plus, which has just ended. I actually just watched the whole thing in about two sentences. It, it's it's kind of funny how there's UFOs in real life, and then we got Secret Invasion on on the TV and. Uh, uh, basically my two cents about all of it is, uh, UFOs just are, do we got aliens or not? And if we do, then, you know, just, just let me know when the aliens are here. I don't need to hear all the conspiracy stuff. I don't, you know, I, I, I my, my whole thing about, uh, I think it's weird kind of being like a, a, a solo individual podcaster on a mic talking about aliens. I feel like that's like the original podcaster was, Man, it's conspiracy series, man. You understand, man? Like conspiracy, man. The, the government's trying to hold it back, man. Like that could all be true, I guess. But you know, show me some facts. Show me some sources. Show me f- tangible evidence. All I know, I'm not saying anything's real or not real. I'm, I'm I, you know, I don't even really like. I don't even like listening to too many things that have to regard about this ufo stuff going on i uh, i don't want to say ufo crap because what if it is real or what if it's not real i don't know just, just flying saucers and all of that just make no sense to me i'm a very logistic logistical person um you know if they're if if we got some sort of like ufo upas or whatever the hell they're called um where the hell what are those things called UAPs, um, if you know if they're out there, then then show me some tangible evidence. If there's all these different government conspiracies about you know these people being in like uh, in the air and seeing some flying do- discs and stuff like that, it's like I, a solo individual photographer, have a camera that can shoot pretty damn clear images of uh images on the moon from my house like i can just shoot images on the moon from my house with uh, a a camera that costs less than fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollars so you are telling me that we don't have jets out there we don't have uh photography on on these jets we don't have like any recording devices on all of these that are, are showing any like clear images like i can get clear fucking images from with with a 1500 dollars camera i could probably get one with a, a lower quality camera i could probably get with an iphone if i got it correctly my um my whole thing is it's like uh, we have so many ways to show that if there are these uh you know aliens out there of some sort then wouldn't we have like our ring doorbells being shown like dinging all the time with all this but i don't like in putting you know making up random shit like oh they got cloaking devices man oh they got all this tech man all this all it's like I can only believe so much until it starts to just sound like, well, where's the evidence? You know, where's the evidence? What is it all? Is all of this uh, being kept away from us or some way? Like, I I generally believe that there's way too many people on Earth that would keep their mouth shut about seeing, like, some sort of, like, uh, underground, real-life uh, alien species or something like that. Like, I inherently... I have to just poke holes at the idea until it like until I see some tangible evidence like you're telling me that none of these 
none of these people that are claiming all this stuff now granted i have not watched the these like uh these uh, uh these court hearings with congress or anything like that maybe if it's anything tangible then we'll check it out but like for me if someone says oh i see a ufo in the sky i say oh well that's probably some independent company or independent billionaire or whatever has himself a damn jetpack or whatever that sounds way more tangible and logical than making up that it's some sort of other life form i'm like i'm not saying that there's not other life forms but uh, in my mind i don't know there's no evidence that there's life forms that are from other planets that are on here on on you know earth but on top of that like i have to believe that oh and and they're in flying discs or they they have these special ships and they have tech that is they my whole thing about thinking about these aliens of some sort is having to believe that their tech is either way more advanced than us or way less advanced than us or that they would be able to cloak themselves from not being able to see uh, from humans being able to see them for you know quite a long time or they're being hidden of some sort it it just sounds like there's so many and ifs or buts it's just like i don't know if i can believe any of this because i haven't seen any evidence of any of that all i hear is the you know people seeing some crazy things in the sky it's like you don't think that uh, that might be you know uh, someone that's able to you know create you know an independent flying uh, object of some sort like i think it's almost way more out of everyone in the world you don't think that that's going on you know your immediate uh your immediate go-to is that we have aliens there i'm like i don't know about all this so that's that's kind of my take about this whole like alien shit and uh maybe it's not shit maybe it's gonna go into the history books but oh we actually found it but it kind of feels like oh it doesn't feel like anything big is going to change immediately heck if we did find these things so what is that five minutes more than i wanted to spend on that shit but um you know, with saying that, I, you know, I'm looking at these news stories and I don't see anything with pictures. I don't see with anything with sources that are. Uh, yeah, I just don't see anything that it's more like stories and people like, oh, I saw something, you know, maybe you're crazy. I would if I, if I saw something like that, I would think I was crazy before I actually believed it. I'd be like, oh, lose my mind. It's begun. The shit's kicking in again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so what else did we want to cover before we get into the Barbie review? Um, over the weekend, so I recorded, um, I recorded Aftercast 36 Part 1. That's kind of confusing. After Cash 36, part one, um, the first week, the the first after the first weekend of Barbenheimer, and they they did gangbusters. I think we even talked about the the box office at the beginning of that episode or of the beginning of this episode. Technically, it's been a week for me. It's probably been twenty minutes for y'all, and. Uh, now I'm recording the second week, a week later. Barbie has now made uh, over the last weekend, they Barbie and Oppenheimer both dropped the same amount in percentage wise. Barbie made $93 million, holy shite. And Oppenheimer made 46.7 million dollars this is quickly becoming one of nolan's most successful non-batman movies fascinating to find out that they both uh fell or had the same rate of uh depreciation 43 percent pretty pretty dang good i think that the thing is Barbie 
I would have assumed would have had less of a drop or I would have assumed Oppenheimer would have had a greater drop let's just say that just given that I thought that Barbie was more of a bring all your friends and go to this kind of thing versus a Oppenheimer thing I'd be curious to see the demographics and age like I'm sure Barbie's uh, grabbing like millennials and younger a big 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 chunk of those but um Oppenheimer I wonder if it's getting some uh like seniors in in the seats and stuff like that. I know my mother's technically a senior, so that's uh, you know that that would be fifty percent of our of out when we went. Um, let's see. All right, I think that's just about it for Aftercast thirty six. It's been uh, it's been an extended one. Normally, I don't do. Uh, Twitch live twice for one aftercast. So everyone, I appreciate you hanging in the uh, chat. If you're listening to this on VOD, um, be sure to give us the five stars, the follow, the subscriptions. You know what to do to help us um, in the in the ranks. Get on up there in the ranks. I um, let me think off the top of my head. I got a big uh, little family reunion. I'm getting ready to go to tomorrow so after the review i'm gonna pack up all my stuff for the beach and try to try to get a quick seven hours in and then gotta head on in the morning take pick up some of the co- i don't know why i'm getting more country as i'm talking <laughs> i just pick up some of the cousins and uh head on down to the beach uh north carolina beaches are apparently really warm right now so i think we're going to the south carolina beaches i can't remember exactly which ones but um, I am excited. I hope everyone is having a happy, healthy, safe summer and, you know, things are going your way. It's been an interesting summer, I'd say, for me. It's uh, mostly pretty good, mostly pretty good. I'm, I'm looking forward to relaxing uh, uh, while I'm down there at the beach. Toes in the sand, ass in the sand. What is it? What is it? I, I forgot the whole thing. But anyways, um, Thank you for listening, watching, looking out podcast. This is the end of the aftercast. Um, be sure to check out all the uh, social media links in the description and or on lookatoutpodcast.com. Be sure to give us a great review, subscribe. If you've got questions, you know what to do. Lookoutpodcast at gmail.com.